Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everyone. Today is May 29th, and we're going to read Proverbs chapter 29, first in the ESV and then the message version. So it says, He who is often reproved, yet stiffens his neck, will suddenly be broken beyond healing. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. He who loves wisdom makes his father glad, but a companion of prostitutes squanders his wealth. By justice, a king builds up the land, but he who exacts gifts tears it down. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. An evil man is ensnared in his transgression, but a righteous man sings and rejoices. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. If a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs, and there is no quiet. Bloodthirsty men hate one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. If a ruler listens to falsehood, all his officials will be wicked. The poor man and the oppressor meet together. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. If a king faithfully judges the poor, his throne will be established forever. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked increase, transgression increases, but the righteous will look upon their downfall. Discipline your son and he will give you rest. He will give delight to your heart. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. By mere words, a servant is not disciplined, for though he understands, he will not respond. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Whoever pampers his servant from childhood will in the end find him his heir. A man of wrath stirs up strife, and one given to anger causes much transgression. One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. The partner of a thief hates his own life. He hears the curse, but discloses nothing. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Many seek the face of a ruler, but it is from the Lord that a man gets justice. An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, but one whose way is straight is an abomination to the wicked. And in the message version, Proverbs 29 says, For people who hate discipline and only get more stubborn, there will come a day when life tumbles in and they break, but by then it will be too late to help them. When good people run things, everyone's glad, but when the ruler's bad, everyone groans. If you love wisdom, you'll delight your parents, but you'll destroy their trust if you run with whores. A leader of good judgment gives stability. An exploiting leader leaves a trail of waste. A flattering neighbor is up to no good. He's probably planning to take advantage of you. Evil people fall into their own traps. Good people run the other way, glad to escape. The good-hearted understand what it's like to be poor. The hard-hearted haven't the faintest idea. A gang of cynics can upset a whole city. A group of sages can calm everyone down. A sage trying to work things out with a fool gets only scorn and sarcasm for his trouble. Murderers hate honest people. Moral folks encourage them. A fool lets it all hang out. A sage quietly mulls it over. 
When a leader listens to malicious gossip, all the workers get infected with evil. The poor and their abusers have at least something in common. They can both see their sight, God's gift. Leadership gains authority and respect when the voiceless poor are treated fairly. Wise discipline imparts wisdom. Spoiled adolescents embarrass their parents. When degenerates take charge, crime runs wild, but the righteous will eventually observe their collapse. Discipline your children. You'll be glad you did. They'll turn out delightful to live with. If people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. It takes more than talk to keep workers in line. Mere words go in one ear and out the other. Observe the people who always talk before they think. Even simpletons are better off than they are. If you let people treat you like a doormat, you'll be quite forgotten in the end. Angry people stir up a lot of discord. The intemperate stir up trouble. Pride lands you flat on your face. Humility prepares you for honors. Befriend an outlaw and become an enemy to yourself. When the victims cry out, you'll be included in their curses if you're a coward to their cause in court. The fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. Everyone tries to get help from the leader, but only God will give us justice. Good people can't stand the sight of deliberate evil. The wicked can't stand the sight of well-chosen goodness. So when I was reading through Psalm 29, the one verse that seemed to be overall most poignant for me was verse 25. In the ESV, it says, The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And in the message, it says, The fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. Have you ever experienced how cyclical your learning patterns are? I learn and relearn so many basic life lessons with God. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The two greatest commands, Jesus said, are refreshingly simple, but impossibly hard. The minute we think that we've learned one, we have to learn it all over again. Proverbs 20, 25 feels similar. Most of us are familiar with the basic idea of fear of man versus fear of God. And we can even point to times in our lives where we've been convicted for acting out of the fear of man and forgetting to fear God. But this is not a box to check on your spiritual growth chart and move on from. This is, at least for me, a daily posturing and a lifestyle practice a measuring tool with which to weigh my decisions and actions and words. Solomon told us way back in the beginning of Proverbs that the fear of the Lord is wisdom. If we want to live wisely, we live out of fear of God. There is one lawgiver and one judge, the Bible says. One great and awesome day where we will stand before him, our entire lives on display. Jesus even said, for every careless word we will give account. That's terrifying until we consider the implications of the cross. You died. Your life is now hidden with Christ and God. The 90s WWJD bracelets here are helpful. How would Jesus live your life today? What wouldn't he do that you habitually do? And how would he think about that one person or that one circumstance, that one conversation? The fear of God is reverence. Bill Johnson says it's like living with a dove on your shoulder, not wanting to startle it or grieve it, ignore it, or rush off without it. Cherish the presence. Treat it as your most precious possession. Fear God, not man, whose breath, as Isaiah says, is in his nostrils. No one else gets a vote in your life on that glorious day. No other opinion will bolster you, condemn you, or carry you. Only Jesus.
Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As I was thinking about this verse and thinking about the opposite of fear of man would be fearing God, I was thinking about several times in my life where, I don't know if you've experienced this, or everything comes to a pause and really the fear of God hits you. I know the day that my son was diagnosed and just life became very clear and very simple. Um, moments like that where tragedy strikes or something very sobering happens and you realize this is not a game. <laughs> this is not a test that we want to live unto Jesus, that our lives matter, and that all of this life that seems so big and so all-encompassing right now in a single moment can be ended, can be done. And it want, it makes me want to live with purpose. It makes me not want to be snared by the fear of man. And if you think about it, all of us that surround each other and offer our opinions daily on social media or whatever, even in conversation, all of us are gonna die. But the one who does not die, who is changeless, who does not have to ever go back and apologize for his opinion is the Father himself. And he's the one that we wanna live our lives before and unto. And at least for me today, that, that verse is a challenge. Am I living my life for the fear of man or am I living it like I'm gonna give an account one day And he's the most hopeful, kind person that ever lived, but he is also a righteous judge and it puts the fear of God in me that I want to live connected to him. I hope that encourages you today. We'll be back here tomorrow for Proverbs chapter 30. Have a great day.